Welcome to the Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen and enhance your efficiency. In today's episode number five, is data science something for you? Interview with two CITAL statisticians, Janis Jamiai and Rahat Mukcheri. We will talk about data science and give you a little bit of insight on the upcoming PSI conference, what you can expect there from the CITEL session about data science. This podcast is sponsored by PSI, a global membership organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives for statisticians. Learn more about upcoming events at psiweb.org. Welcome to this interview for the Effective Statistician with CITEL. We have Janis and Rasha today here from us. Hello together. Hello. Good morning. I also have, of course, again, my co-host Benjamin Pieske here. <laughs> Alexander, yeah. <laughs> Very good. So um, today the topic is to speak about data science. Um, it's an, probably a the hot topic of this year it's uh, especially also for psi there's a couple of things coming uh, going on there was already a webinar uh, about data science and there's a big data science session at the psi conference i just recently read an article about data scientist is uh, for the third year in a row the most sexiest job in the us so um obviously really a hot topic. So um, let's dive into this. So, so uh, Janis Rashad, maybe you can start a little bit with uh, an introduction of yourself. Um, where are you coming from? See, what, how did you get your career to this uh, space? And what are kind of your special interests in the fields of statistics? Sure, so I, I'll, I'll begin. Uh, so I'm uh, Janis Jemai. I uh, I've been working at Cytel for 13 years and head up our consulting and software groups at Cytel. Cytel, as you might know, started out as a software company in the area of statistics, and we've continued uh, all this time to get uh, very interested in uh, hot topics in statistics and how we can provide tools and services to the statistical community. Uh, around those. In the last couple of years, we've gotten very interested in data science as it has become more and more relevant in the world and more and more uh, relevant to our particular industry, you know, the life sciences and drug development. Uh, I got my statistical degree from Harvard. I was um, interested in causal inference, which uh, makes it particularly interesting because uh, that's a very different direction than data science. And it's interesting to see how the two can be reconciled um, to assess causality as well as correlation in these types of problems. Hi, hi everybody. Uh, my name is uh, Rajat Mukherjee. Uh, I'm a trained uh, statistician. 
I got my uh, doctoral degree in statistics from um, University of Wisconsin Madison, and uh, mostly focusing and doing uh, a lot of mathematical statistics, uh, working with semi-parametric models, uh, but with applications in survival analysis. That was my interest in biostatistics, and then I started uh, working and uh, working and teaching in public health, and that got me exposed to. Uh, the sort of uh, you know statistical or data related problems uh, people uh, look at uh, in uh, in the uh, healthcare uh, industry in general, and then I started uh, working uh, as a consulting statistician in Cytel uh, four years back, uh, mostly uh, dealing with uh, innovative designs for clinical trials. Uh, but while uh, doing this. Um, you know, it's just basically a matter of chance that, you know, some interesting, um, you know, not so traditional statistical problems came to me. And they were mostly related to, uh, you know, looking at, uh, you know, uh, factors such as environmental factors and genomic factors that were related to uh, nutrition and, uh, and diseases. Uh, so that's that's how I first got a you know uh, my exposure to uh, something uh, that is not traditionally handled by statisticians. Then I got into uh, uh, some interesting projects dealing with um, uh, biomedical images and uh, biomedical signals uh, to be used uh, for uh, diagnostic purposes. Uh, so that's how I got into basically, uh, you know, pure data science. And then um, I realized that, uh, you know, just statisticians alone cannot uh, deal with, you know, the massive amount of uh, computing and data parsing that's required uh, to solve these uh, issues uh, and get useful solutions. So uh, then, uh, you know, Saitel, we, uh, like Yanis mentioned, uh, we recently uh, started, uh, you know, doing pure data science, and now we have a team, uh, data science team at Cytel, and currently I'm leading that uh, data science team at Cytel. Okay, so you mentioned that the um, that, or well, both of you mentioned that there was kind of a starting point, the, the statistics. Um, And uh, you went into the area of data science. So what exactly is then distinct distinguishing a statistician from a data scientist? So what, what is the extra, um, I don't know, experience or methodology or uh, knowledge um, that you need to be a data scientist rather than a statistician? Well, you know, if you, if you Google this question, you will get lots of different uh, viewpoints. And it's uh, quite, a, quite a debate, actually. What is statistics versus what is uh, data science. <coughs> My simplistic view is, you know, data science as practiced today is actually a component of statistics, which is basically engaged in predictions uh, as the end goal, as opposed to statistics, which is also engaged in uh, not just prediction, but also designing of experiments or clinical trials estimation of parameters of interest and doing hypothesis testing. Um, the, the main difference in terms of uh, you know, technical expertise that you need for 
doing uh, data science additionally to statistics is computing. So data science relies heavily on statistics and informatics and computing. That's how I see uh, data science. I recently talked to, to a friend that is um, much more programmer uh, than a statistician. And, and he said to me, kind of me being really not a very good programmer and much more a statistician saying, well, we are maybe in today's world, we are all data scientists. Um, and I said, hmm, may maybe that's true, but maybe, you know, a data scientist is actually something more kind of a combination of us, us both. Um, I recently read some, some quotes that said, uh, a data scientist is someone that knows more about programming and computing than a statistician, um, and maybe less about statistics, but knows more about statistics than, let's say, a, a pure programmer. Um, is that some some kind of valid? I can relate to that, yes. I, I would say, you know, we're living in, a, in an age where there's an explosion of data and everybody wants to extract information from that data. And people are coming at this from various backgrounds and disciplines. Uh, you could come in as a mathematician, a computer scientist, uh, a biologist, you know, bioinformatics. Any of these disciplines are interested in somehow uh, extracting meaning and, in, and information from data and then acting upon it. The data science, I would say, has been sort of uh, this bit of a tug of war between all these disciplines trying to claim some uh, ownership of this area. And what most of the other disciplines lack uh, compared to statisticians is the you know, training uh, of the framework and understanding of probability and uncertainty. And many disciplines come to data science, or the, the discipline of extracting information from data and making predictions from it in a very sort of you know, deterministic way. Uh, and a lot of what people will call machine learning or artificial intelligence is sort of trying to repeat patterns and um, not necessarily accounting properly for uh, such fundamentals that we learn in statistics about uh, you know, proper sampling, uh, design of experiments, uh, generalizability, causality, uh, I think a lot of people who are not trained as statisticians miss that greater point. And so I think there's really a big role for statisticians in this area, although we would work with many of our colleagues and we should work with many of our colleagues from other disciplines. But I'd say data, scientists, data science is almost a cross-functional, cross-disciplinary area an area where statisticians should play a leading role. Yeah, I think the, I completely agree that there's lots of different people from a very, very diverse background uh, going into this. So, so um, I recently came across a profile that, that was a person that called himself a data scientist that um, obviously knew a lot about kind of computing and actually had a, a very 
kind of for me surprising background as as a patent lawyer. So um, the, I think uh, that just speaks to this diversity of uh, of, of people that that move into this um, into this kind of very very hot topic. So. Um, you mentioned the explosion of data overall that probably contributes to being such a hot topic. Um, do you think there's further kind of contributions? Why is this such a hot topic? I think there's, you know, some level of hype, uh, misunderstanding in the general public of what current methods can do to uh explain things there's a, there's a certain level of magic uh, or magical perception that are associated with the words like artificial intelligence for example or uh, big data uh, people are seeing in their day-to-day -day life uh, some of the of the data science work come to life so whenever people use Uh, Siri or Alexa, uh, you know, a lot of these methods are playing in the background. And it's that's maybe what's capturing the uh, general public uh, imagination and um, excitement. And I think also a bit of concern. You probably see some people worried about what. Uh, artificial intelligence, automation, machine learning will do for their jobs and uh, the future of uh, our society. So I think there's a mix of uh, trepidation, excitement about what these things can bring, very much the same way that this has happened before with you know, gene editing, cloning, um, and many other new technologies that people uh, that capture people's imagination uh, without real understanding of what can be done and what cannot be done. And it's, uh, you know, upon us as statisticians to sort of explain to the general public what the limitations of these techniques are. So what is the difference here in terms of data science versus big data analytics. Is this the same or is that, because I think very often these terms, I think are used interchangeably. Well, I, I think, you know, data science, one of the applications of data science is to, you know, basically, uh, you know, look at, uh, uh, look at our application on big data. So basically you have these massive data sets You know, it could be data sets, uh, uh, genome, uh, human genome data sets, or, uh, you know, in addition to that, you know, uh, you know social network data set, or uh, basically all this, uh, you know, uh, can be combined. So basically you're combining structured and unstructured data sets uh, and looking for evidence from, you know, wherever it's possible. And so basically the big challenge for the data scientists or uh, for data science uh, techniques to be used in a proper way is to filter the massive amount of noise that you're getting from such a big volume of data and to extract the relevant information. 
So uh, you know, th these are these are probably not competing uh, areas, uh, but you know, uh, big data. The problems of big data can be solved using uh, data science techniques. That's that's my uh, way of looking at it. But it's not necessarily you need to have a big data set to actually apply um, and and apply data science techniques. Yeah. No, so you know, uh, you know, we we look at uh, we look at something uh, called biomarker discovery, uh, and you know, the whole discovery process starts with really small data sets. Actually, well, you, you you're looking at you know uh, problems typically where uh, you have small n but big p. So the number of uh, parameters that you're or factors that you're looking at is much bigger than the number of uh, subjects uh, or experimental units. <clears throat> you mentioned that there, uh, you know, the biomarker, and so so there's an application for uh, for the data scientist in in the let's say pharmaceutical medical area. So, but when you when you go through um, job ads, for example, you see that there. Big, big companies like Google, Amazon, and you know others are regularly looking for data scientists. So, but who who are the who are the companies that that are interested in data scientists or in data science, um, as you describe and as you offer with Cytel? I think everybody everybody at this point, every business is sort of examining uh, what it does and trying to understand how can it best leverage data. And is interested in you know, data scientists uh, to do so, as I said, because there's a sort of popular imagination around what the data scientists can do. Uh, many people are just getting excited and thinking, okay, well, I've got some data. If I just get a data scientist, we'll do some amazing things. <laughs> But not, you know, data science addresses very specific problems since, as Rajat mentioned, a lot of it is about prediction. Uh, you know, there are uh, particular instances where it lends itself better to the problems and questions you're trying to ask. And um, I think what's important in our domain, in, in the life sciences and drug development, is that we there is a lot more design of experiment. Uh, there is more thought put Uh, into what are the questions we want to answer and therefore what are the data that we want to collect and then how are we going to analyze that data to get to um, you know, answer the question properly. And that ties, you know, that's happening more than ever with uh, the whole discussion on estimates where people are coming back and really trying to get back to the basics of Why are we doing this? What is the real question? What are we trying to estimate? And uh, that, I think, makes it a little bit different in terms of the data that we handle. It tends to be more structured, uh, particularly in, in clinical development. And uh, you, know, you could argue that uh, once you're on the market, you may collect commercial data and safety data and, and get more unstructured data. But at least uh, in clinical development there, and in general, uh, there's a much more thoughtful and considered approach 
to collecting data, and collecting data can be very expensive, so you don't want to collect it um, faultlessly. So that, I think, is where uh, the type of data scientists that we use in our industry uh, would be somewhat different from all the ads you see with Google and Amazon, etc. And it also means that statisticians are particularly um, important contributions to make in this area since uh, we are trained in designing experiments and making you know, efficient use of data. Can you give some kind of um, case study where data science had a profound impact? Yeah, I think historically, you know, uh, Data science was actually, uh, you know, uh, more popular in, in medicine than, uh, you know, business analytics. Uh, you know, it means we can look back and, you know, think about, you know, brain imaging and uh, biomedical signals being used for diagnostics, uh, you know, uh, patient-reported outcomes that were uh, collected sort of in real time. Uh, they were sort of, uh, you know... Uh, people using them to uh, quantify the quality and to then improve the quality of healthcare. So these things were always around uh, for, have been around for some time. Uh, but I think the biggest impact of today, you know, of data science in the field of medicine is actually, you know, personalized and uh, precision medicine. Uh, and also, you know, uh, biomarker discovery, biomarkers that could used as uh, uh, diagnostics or as predictive. So the biomarkers, predictive biomarkers can uh, predict uh, whether a particular therapy would be uh, useful for a particular patient, you know, given uh, their genetic or environmental or other factors. So, so if you if you have these kind of lots of data um, and, and uh, do you also use visualization techniques within data science to to um, to handle that and to analyze it and to, to make meaningful conclusions out of it? I think that's actually the first step. Before you start using fancy uh, statistical models and algorithms, I think, um, so, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess, you know, the buzzword, uh, machine learning is a buzzword, <laughs> but <coughs> there is... Uh, there's also, uh, you know, a term called statistical learning, you know, and that comes from, uh, you know, doing simple statistics, but also that includes visualization of data, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, things like biomedical signals and images, you have to uh, rely uh, on uh, visualization because you're talking about high dimensional and even genomics data you're talking about high dimensional data and you have to look at you know features of this data and uh, that gives you insight into what kind of features you want to extract uh, to be incorporated into the statistical models that will be used in these machine learning algorithms so i think visualization is a very important step you know not to mention 
you know, once you have, uh, you know, a certain, uh, you know, uh, a prediction model or a diagnostic uh, uh, algorithm, you know, to to showcase the results to uh, the uh, scientific community, I think uh, visualization, uh, again, uh, you know, is, is quite important. So, so can I understand that that kind of statistical learning would kind of include descriptive statistics and visualization at the beginning and could include something like machine learning more at a later step? Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, to add to that, I think, uh, you know, depending on what you're trying to predict, uh, it may or may not be meaningful, interesting to understand how um, what explains what is going on in the background. So you know, a lot of the uh, techniques that you hear, such as machine learning or deep learning, uh, they are often considered as black box. And you may not, meaning you don't, don't quite know how the prediction is being made. Now, if you're uh, you know, looking for prediction of uh, a recommended movie, say on Netflix, then you may not be very may not need to to know exactly how Netflix came up with a recommendation. Uh, you just care about whether the recommendation is something that looks interesting or not, and then you'll go decide and, and watch the movie. However, you know when you're developing a drug, it is important to understand the mechanism of action of the drug, uh, the biology, how how all this is happening. If I, you know why certain patients are affected not just that you're more likely to be uh, a respondent to this drug, that may not be good enough. You know, uh, the final users of these medicines, once they're approved on the market, are going to want to understand which patients are responders, which ones are not. And so it, it's not enough to use these methods in a vacuum. It does need to be accompanied by some kind of understanding and meaning. And I think that's where visualization Uh, general inference, um, you know, estimation methods and causal methods and all the sort of regular tools, standard tools that statisticians are familiar with really come into play. And you really need a, a marriage of, of both disciplines to uh, make things work uh, in, in our field. You just brought up another term, deep learning. So, so what does Deep learning differentiates from machine learning. Machine learning, machine learning is just basically you know use of statistical algorithms uh, uh, to basically parse and learn from data, and this could be you know small amount of data or massive amount of data, and then the goal is to apply what the machine has learned through these algorithms to then apply. Uh, and make uh, predictions and inform other informed decisions. Uh, now, deep learning is basically just a, a useful technique in machine learning. Uh, in, in deep learning, in, in machine learning, you know, basically uh, the, the user has to go through the whole process of designing these algorithms or putting together these algorithms in a controlled fashion to make sure uh, that the end goal, which is prediction, is useful and accurate. 
And for example, you know, it means you might and you might start with, you know, uh, huge amounts of data. Basically, you are looking at, you know, a lot of different uh, covariates and features. Uh, the question is, which features are useful uh, to, let's say, uh, you know, make a discrimination between whether a particular therapy is working for a particular kind of uh, uh, patient? So, uh, you know, that's what uh, goes on in machine learning. Deep learning is, is an automatic tool uh, to achieving all this. And it sort of mimics the human brain in terms of, you know, how the human brain learns. And it's, it's based on these layered structure of algorithms called artificial neural networks. So a lot of it is actually, you know, black box and it happens sort of in an automatic way. Okay. So this all sounds really interesting. And, and if, you know... I'm a statistician and I would like to learn more about that. What would be good resources that you would recommend to uh, dive deeper into these topics? Well, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of uh, universities, uh, uh, for example, Stanford University comes to my mind. They offer these uh, online courses in data science and machine learning and statistical learning. And, you know, as a statistician, my entry to uh, doing these, uh, this kind of work was actually Hasty uh, uh, and uh, Tipshirani's book on, uh, you know, elements of statistical learning. So I think for a statistician, that's a very good start. Yeah, that's a very good book. So I read that as well. So <laughs> maybe I'm already by reading this book a little bit more data scientist as well. Um, so... There's actually uh, the PSI conference coming up, which uh, Cytel is uh, the main sponsor, and where uh, Cytel is also planning uh, some activities in terms of data science. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? What are you? What's going to happen in Amsterdam regarding this? Absolutely, we're very excited uh, to, to to help organize these sessions. Uh, we've been brainstorming for a while about these. Uh, and <clears throat> there's so many topics that are relevant and directions we could go in. So we're organizing two sessions on the afternoon of uh, June 5th, uh, which will be the Tuesday, uh, uh, which will follow uh, one of the keynote speakers by, uh, keynote talks by Stephen Ruber, actually on data science and big data itself. And our two sessions will focus on particular areas of application of data science. I'll let Rajat speak a little bit more to each one of them, the topics that they will focus on. So I think currently we are planning on having a data science session, which will be sort of split up into two sessions. One session, uh, you know, just talking about uh, some case studies and the general problem in, you know, a handling of uh, high dimensional or uh, big data. Uh, so that that could be, and, you know, obviously uh, we'll keep in mind that the audience will be a statistician audience. So, uh, so we'll, we'll select some case studies where, uh, you know, uh, 
statistics actually uh, uh, is the driving force to uh, solving uh, the problems. And the next session, uh, we thought, you know, we would uh, look at a data science uh, uh, subfield, uh, which is uh, sort of uh, emerging and exciting and uh, has, uh, you know, uh, potential uh, application uh, in medical research, which is uh, the field of uh, pharmacovigilance. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, uh, you you get uh, information from any source uh, you can imagine uh, in terms of um, looking at, uh, you know, sort of adverse events or side effects of um, uh, drugs that are uh, already uh, in the market. Uh, so such kind of things. So. Uh, I, I think it will be a good mix of sort of looking at and talking about some technical issues, but also uh, talking about, uh, uh, you know, data science topics in a sort of general fashion. Okay. Is there any, any type of statistician or anything that the statistician uh, should bring uh, into the into the sections or into the into the talks to better understand it is there a general you know recommendation you can give uh, regarding the audience that you are targeting your talks to i think we're we're trying to invite uh, some speakers who will give high level uh, understanding of the opportunities for statisticians to use their unique backgrounds and skills and uh, capabilities to further promote and improve the way data science is, is done in um, the development of medicines and medical devices. Uh, we're trying to mix that with some also uh, more uh, technical, uh, very applied types of topics on Uh, you know, things like high-dimensional data, brain imaging, and, and other topics that would really give a flavor of how this is done really in a practical sense. So there'll be a bit of both types of talks, and I think it should, uh, in that way, uh, be accessible to most everyone that uh, would be interested in the topic. If people would like to learn more about Cytel and data science... What would be a good place to uh, learn more about that? So uh, we have, uh, there's a few ways to do that. Uh, one is through our website, uh, where we have uh, set up uh, some explanations of what we're doing. And there's some case studies uh, on our web page, as well as in our blog. And uh, we'd be, um, encourage you to, to follow our blog, which uh, has a lot of uh, diverse Uh, topics and is quite interesting. Uh, the other uh, is, I'd say, uh, to stop by the Cytel booth at PSI and, and just chat and have conversations with us uh, about what we do and um, how we can help. Rajat, any other thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, our, our data scientists uh, have been quite active in not just uh, you know, doing applied work, but also uh, writing about it. So you can also uh, look at um, all the blogs. Uh, so if you go into the CITL website, there will be links to these blogs on particular topics uh, uh, in data science. So th that could be a very useful uh, pre-read if uh, one is uh, 
uh, you know, planning to come join our session. Great. Thanks a lot. We will put these links also into the show notes. Um, thanks a lot for being here today at the Effective Statistician. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. <clears throat> thanks, Janis. Thanks, Rashad. It was great talking to you. Thanks for having us. Definitely. See you all at the PSI conference in Amsterdam. Yeah, absolutely. See you. Looking forward. We thank PSI for sponsoring this show. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your colleagues about it. 